passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Chicken It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Cordell, this is one of the more impressive wins of the Ravens, uh, more impressive to me than their win against Cleveland on the road as the Ravens route the Lions, who are now 5-2. and two. Uh, 35-2-6. And um, you and I talked on Friday. We talked about this. Um, and, you know, I think you and I thought that this was a going to be a close game, and I can understand why. And, and we gave the data and the statistics to say why. But the one thing I think that 
um, was concerning to me was the Lions schedule. Um, they, in my opinion, that they routed opponents that were less than them at this point. But in terms of playing up against their competition, minus the Chiefs game, who, by the way, did not have Travis Kelsey in week one when they did play, uh, but minus the or, Chiefs or uh, uh, Chris Jones, Chris Jones as well. Yeah. No Chris Jones, no Cap Travis Kelsey. Um, then and and but they've played to me guys that they should have beaten. Um, and they did win those games. But when it comes to guys that are considered their same tier or their guys that they're supposed to be um equal, um, I never really felt like they had that on their schedule and the Ravens was like their first big test. So here we are uh, Ravens front finally at home for the first time in a month. And they did not disappoint at all. They came out guns blaze for lack of better term. Um, they were ready to play. And at the end of the day, they came out not only with the win, but a route of the Detroit lions. Yeah. I mean, it was a dominant, uh, victory for the Ravens. I mean, God, I don't even know where to begin. Um, I mean, start somewhere. We got to start somewhere. Bro. Yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll look at the offense. Um, okay, let's look at the Ravens' offense first because uh, we we expected we we've seen this from the defense before. We've seen this from the defense all season. To be honest with you, I mean the defense has been there for them every week for a team that is looking for consistency. The defensive side of the ball has been consistent for them all year. Offensively, though, it's been a question. Um, and that we've seen bits and pieces of what they're capable of doing offensively, but we haven't gotten it for four straight quarters. And um, and this one, it was right from the opening kickoff, the Ravens offense, they were just in sync. And we haven't really been able to say that this is this offense has been in sync or on the same page or in rhythm many times this year. But we were able to definitely say that in this game, Lamar Jackson, I mean, what can you say about him? 21 for 27, 357 through the air three touchdowns also has the touchdown on the ground. Um, Lamar played outstanding. Phenomenal. I mean, outstanding. I mean, my goodness, I'm, I'm in the press box and we got a couple of the lions uh, beat reporters sitting in front of me. And I mean, just listening to them as they're just in complete awe of what they're watching out there, because, his footwork is amazing. I mean, we can talk about Lamar as a runner and as a scrambler, and I think we've become spoiled with it. But when you really break it down and look at it from just the quarterback angle and his footwork inside the pocket, we're not even talking about him scrambling, just inside the pocket. Because if you notice, I think Lamar is probably the only quarterback in the league next to maybe Jalen Hurts and a couple of other guys, but I don't think even they could do it as efficiently as he could. He could literally take off and run whenever he wants to. I mean, honestly, he could take off and go and get something positive pretty much each time he wants. You're watching him pretty much choose to stay in the pocket yep. and, and not take off and use his legs. Instead, look to make the play down the field. And when I say, I mean, just watching him carve the Lions up, 
He's he's just slipping out of sacks so effortlessly. And like I said, he's not even looking to run. He's just relocating in the pocket. And he puts so much pressure on the defense. His his ability to go from that trot to set his feet to make a pass like the way he did on that Nelson Aguilar touchdown. Not many quarterbacks are able to go from runner to passer as quickly as he's able to. That That is a skill set. Yep. You talk about uh, some of the play calling, and I'm glad the Ravens did this because we haven't seen it a lot, and I've always wondered why. The threat of Lamar running is is kind of, you know, it puts defenses in an impossible spot. And you saw a couple of times where Lamar, I said this to a couple of guys in the media, when Lamar tucks the ball away, what are you, as a defense, you have to honor that. You have to respect him as a runner. So as soon as he puts the ball, uh, it tucks the ball away as if he's now about to take off and run. Everybody's going to come up. Doesn't matter if it's Mark Andrews slipping behind them. Or Isaiah likely slipping behind him, slipping behind him like he did last year against the Saints for a touchdown. Or if it's Gus Edwards slipping out. I mean, that is a true threat. And that, if, depending on how the Ravens go about using that, those types of plays, that could become just as unstoppable as the touch push. I mean, tell me otherwise. Who, who, what defense is going to say we're not going to respect? Lamar, the runner now, once he gets outside the pocket and tucks the ball away. No, we still are treating him as if he's still a passer. Okay, cool. Give him 10 plus yards on that type of play. I mean, they really, you watch them put the Lions in so many different impossible situations. Um, And that's a credit to the play calling. That's also a credit to the players because Lamar didn't necessarily admit it, but I think Gus Edwards kind of went on his own and kind of saw what was going on on that RPO and, and, and ducked through the, the line and got and snuck behind them for that 80 yard catch. I don't think that one was necessarily called to be like that. The one they ran earlier in the game looked more uh, structured, but yeah, I mean that, I just love that because I, I, I want to see them putting defenses in those type of spots where it's kind of a lose, lose for the defense offensive line, a-plus game from them. No sacks by Lamar, over 140 yards on the ground. Um, running backs, Gus Edwards, great game for him. Got some Odell, got some Bateman. You got some Flowers. You got a lot of Andrews. I mean, you got everything you wanted to see out of this Ravens offense in this win. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, one of the things that we talked about here on this podcast regularly was like, you know, um, this team throwing more. And I've just always never really understood the logic behind that because I've always felt that Lamar running is a superpower. And you mentioned um, him, you know, when he presented himself as a runner, how defenders were coming up to essentially tackle him. And then that allowed guys to be open as a result. I mean, you saw Numerous times that Mark Andrews with a big play, you know, they, well, they, in that, in that case, they shifted, it was a pass play, but they still shifted. He was still running towards the right sideline, I believe. Um, And so you got defenders that are kind of moving up because they don't know if he's going to run or not. There's times where, you know, he pretended to run and yet he threw the ball to whether it was like a Gus Edwards or, you know, a Pat Ricard or whatever. So uh, I've always contested the logic that, 
this team was going to be a passing team because Lamar as a runner is a threat. And if that means that he's going to pretend to run and yet throw the ball, that's even better. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I agree with you. He got everybody involved. It was good to see Rashad Bateman get a couple of catches in. You know, this is a guy that I think that a lot of us are cheering for because, you know, it it, it feels like he was dealing with some – uh, in terms of some internal issues, it, it's not that he doesn't have the talent, but maybe his confidence was a little low. So getting him involved helped. Seeing Odell uh, almost get a touchdown and get in, you know get close was was fun to watch. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, man, this is a guy when he was signed. Yeah. You know, I shrugged my shoulders at this signing. I'm not going to lie to you, Cordell. I mean, the guy, and, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't know the actual record, but if, as far as if you would have asked me, he either 50-50 on whether he was going to catch the ball or not, really. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I just felt like Nelson Aguilar was the guy that might catch it, might not. I mean, it literally just depended on the win, right? But he has been consistent um, since he has been with the Ravens and he has just done such a, he's just done really great things. And Lamar extending yeah. that play, you know, like 10 seconds, it felt like, and, and shout out to the offensive line in that regard, mm -hmm. because they stayed honest and helping and making sure that Lamar wasn't going to get touched, but shout out to that offensive line, but Lamar just, you know, moving around and trying to get somebody to make a play. And Nelson Aguilar was the guy that made that play. Shout out to him um, for that. It's just been phenomenal. There were a couple hiccups, you know, the intentional grounding in terms yeah. of uh, Mark Andrews. And I think that that was just more so Mark Andrews, just he was supposed to go one way and went someone else and sometimes went somewhere else. Sometimes that is um, when guys like Mark Andrews are allowed to freelance and do their own thing, I think every now and again, sometimes those things happen, you know, because we know that Mark Andrews is a guy that can essentially um, run option routes if he like. But I think on that intentional grounding, Lamar thought that he was going to run out. and But instead, Mark Andrews ran inside. So that was the issue there. But luckily, they had a penalty uh, for the Lions where they negated um, that and got, you know, it, they replayed the down, um, the fumble, which, you know, I've had a lot of colorful conversations on the timeline about who was responsible for it. You know, Justice Hill, I understand, you know, is a guy that has had some turnovers. So um, we, we're quick to to say, oh, it's Justice Hill. But um, Lamar was credited, whether, you know, you agree with it or not, he was credited for the fumble. So there's still some mistakes being Mm -hmm. happening in these in these games but what you can say is that it did not cripple them the way it felt like it did um mm -hmm. in the Steelers game you know what I'm saying that fumble game. From Justice Hill, right in the Colts game that fumble from Justice Hill in the Steelers game really felt like there was some momentum shifting going on mm -hmm. after that it did not I mean at that point I think they were up 28 to nothing don't don't at minimum 21 they were up a lot they were up a lot. I think it was 28 to nothing, but it could have been 21 to nothing. I don't know. I don't care. It, 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 they, the Ravens were in control, and they were not going to allow those turnovers to dictate what was going to happen next. They continued to put the foot on the gas and their foot on the Lions next on defense. And shout out to Todd Marker because we have talked about this, and I'm sure he has heard everybody talk about this, how as the, the game goes on, particularly in the second half, you know, it just feels like that this team kind of, you know, levels up a little bit. But it didn't feel that way. 
today. So shout out to them for having a hot start and then turning around and keeping the momentum going. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, on the flip side, hey, man. Look, we talked about the Lions' defense being good, and, and they are, you know, they are. And I'm not going to discredit them in terms of, especially what they have up front. Their front seven is really good. But this Ravens' defense, man, they got to start getting their flowers. This team, this defensive team is phenomenal. And they don't even have everybody back. They still don't have Tyus Bowser. They still don't have David Ajabo. They still don't have Marcus Williams fully at this point. This defensive team has been so good all year that the number three team in DVOA in terms of offense got shut down to six points today and i don't know how much more you can praise them for that yeah somebody might want to go tell patrick queen that because um we talked to him in the locker room after the game and patrick is very hard on himself you know he he's he's always been very critical um of himself and uh he didn't feel like he had the best game today and he was very ticked off about the fact that they even allowed the lions to get on the board at all um because they wanted that donut but like you said, I mean, I, I thought the defense was crazy good today. And like I said earlier, they've been the most consistent part of this Love team. Yep. But I had to say it after today. I get, uh, you know, the Lions schedule has been fairly easy to this point. Look, they don't play another win, another team with a winning record until week 17 when they play the Cowboys at that point. Um, so, I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. That said, I do still believe that this is a good football team. Um, I don't think that they're coming out of the NFC. Granted, I never thought that they were coming out of the NFC. I don't think that they're there yet. Um, you got to look at that NFC North division and understand what's going on there. But also, uh, just giving credit to this Ravens defense. So many questions about this pass rush and how they just can't get. We there. talked about this, Cordell. You and I were 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 people that were, oh, well, what's going to happen? How you know what are they going to do? And yet they ain't done nothing but shut us up. <laughs> hey, I was okay with it if you, you remember. Like I, I was cool because you're getting the sack production, and like I, the big thing that I've been saying is that they're not overexposing themselves to get sack production from somebody outside of their front four. If it was a situation where the Ravens are blitzing three, four guys a play and they're getting gashed in the on, in, on, for big plays, we'd be having a totally different conversation. But they ha are being responsibly aggressive, and I love it. Five sacks in this game, two coming from Kyle Van Noy. Uh, Adafe Owe gets a sack in his return. Geno Stone gets an interception to go to four on the season. Yeah. I mean, they it should be a league lead. Yeah. He was tied for the league lead coming into coming the game. Into the so, game. 
um, depending on what all happens today, uh, yeah, he's a, it should be at least tied for the league leader uh, after this week. But this defense, you have to leave this game saying that this defense is legit. If you had any questions about them before, you, you shouldn't now. Um, and that's regardless of how you may feel about the Lions schedule or the Lions as a team. You can't ignore this is a really good offensive team. They have been. And I'll give you that. I, I, and I thought that this would be a huge impact in the game. No David Montgomery in yeah. this game. Jameer, Jameer Gibbs being there helps. But Montgomery's been the guy for that all right. for that He's the bruiser of the of the court to this point in the year. So that that's a big blow. That that's that's a big blow. But also, I don't know how much of a threat Montgomery would have even been in this game because the Ravens pretty much jumped out on the Lions so early that I don't think that the running game would have been a factor even if he was there. So I, I just I just think that this deep, like I said, I, I said this on our on the 1057, the fans post-game show, like. We've seen this defense look good with a shaky offense. To In this game, you got to see how dominant this defense could be when the offense is actually giving them help, when the offense isn't putting them in short field situations, or when the offense is going scoreless for two or three of the quarters throughout the game. And now the defense, who has played out of their minds all day, is now having to protect the game on the last drive of the game. They didn't put the defense in that type of spot today. You got to see this defense play stress-free, get to play loose, and they were the aggressors in this game. They took the fight to the Lions offense, who clearly wanted no parts of it. No parts. I think the advantage that the Ravens actually have in this game is that they play in the AFC North because the Giants have been the bullies to this point in their schedule, they have a they have lived off their physicality, and they do play physical. I I, I don't want to diminish how they've been to this point in the season because they got their butts kicked by the Ravens. I just think, and we've said this on this podcast before, Rita, the Ravens played to the level of their competition, yep. and I felt like that they would be up for this game. I, I, I felt like they'd be up for this game. I didn't expect the Lions to lay the dud that they did. Um, but I just think that the Ravens being used to playing in those physical AFC North type of battles, they it prepared them for a physical, a, a team that's just now getting physical, right? A team that thinks they want physicality, but, and I'm not saying that they don't, but they don't know what true physicality is until you are playing some of these AFC North teams like the Ravens. And that's what they live for. So they they kind of beat up. They took the punch and they they dished out about five more for every single punch that the Lions threw. So, yeah, this defense was lights out. Rocky Sin played his butt off as well. I mentioned Van Noy with the two sacks. Um, I, I thought I, I thought Queen, despite what he said, I thought Queen played well. You didn't see him Roquan kind of taking over the game like you usually do. Yeah. But I just think that's a credit to the front line doing what they did, as well as those guys on the back end uh, really locking those those uh, Lions receivers down until it was garbage time and St. Brown really got his numbers. Yeah, I agree. And my favorite thing about watching um, this defense in terms of what they were doing against Jared Goff, because you mentioned the five sacks and 
it probably should have been more. And every time that Jerry Goff felt like it, they were close, he was just throwing that. Yeah. He, I tweeted this that he he um was throwing that ball down to the ground like it was some dice on the on the crap table. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it literally he was slinging that sucker like flicking it with his wrist. He ain't want no parts when it was like something he could like see. Yeah. You know, he ain't want no parts nope. of that defense. He said, I ain't getting hurt. I got to live to see another down. Sometimes he was taking intentional groundings. You know, he was like, I don't even care. I don't care yeah. if this is hurting my team. I ain't getting hurt out here for no effing body. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. And uh, it, it was just really fun to see, man. It, it, you know, that offensive line has been toted as one of the better offensive lines um, in the NFL. And it just felt like even, even when they weren't like blitzing Cordell, it still felt like that the defense was in control. The guys up front did a really good job. Matabike and even Michael Pierce got involved. Mm-hmm. It was really good to see those guys get involved um, in that regard. But but this team is 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 so well rounded on defense. I mean, they are just so good. And like you said, like statistically, I'm sure you know Roquan or Queen would be like, oh, I could have done better. But honestly, I just you know, look, every week somebody might be different. It might be somebody else that's going to step up and do their thing. Um, and I just think that that was the case today. Millette even got a sack. You know I what I mean? mention him. He played really good as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Yeah, so sometimes it just works that way. And 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 obviously when they started getting momentum it was because they was doing some huddle uh no uh they was wasn't huddling up and they were hurrying up and that's because they were behind. They were down 28 to nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They had no choice at that point. And now you're in a situation where they need fourth downs and you know the Ravens didn't allow that to happen for them. So this defense, I just I can't say enough about this defense. I really try not to speak so highly about this defense because every time we speak high about this defense, this is Mike McDonald's toe stepping out of the Owings Mills Castle facility, mm-hmm. getting a head coaching job somewhere else because he has done a phenomenal job. Um, and, you know, and doing, you know, they talk so well about Jerry Goff. Oh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, he had a 105.1 passer rating for the whole year, you know, and, and how great they was. Ended up with a 66 uh, passer rating today. So uh, you just can't credit this defense enough. They have continued to play at a high level every single week. And this week they had their offense match their energy and put up the points that I think that we all thought that they could do you know, this year. That's really what it is. I think that's why everybody's been so frustrated with this offense is because everybody sees 
the potential? I mean, when you have Lamar, you know, you got Mark Andrews, you got, we've seen Zay Flowers look good and they got to him early, you know, yeah. hit, a deep, hit a deep ball to him early. Just, I mean, they really did whatever they wanted to do in this game. And it starts with Lamar. You know, he was in control the entire game outside of that Justice Hill uh, fumble um, on that on, on that mesh point and the intentional grounder, which ended up being wiped out anyway. Um, other than that, I mean, nothing major really comes to mind. I, I, I thought he was uh, he pick and chose when he wanted to run and he did it really when nothing else was there. And if he could extend the play and still make a pass down the field, he did it. He was accurate. He was just felt like he was running around and in, in butter because guys just could not tackle him in the backfield. I, I and the offensive line, I definitely because they've been you know shaky to this point in the year, and this is one of their toughest tasks as well. I mean, they you think about it, I thought they looked for the most part they looked good against Cleveland. Um, of course, Miles Garrett had his moments in that game still, but for the most part, they were pretty good in this one. I thought they were outstanding. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, for the offense, and Lamar really talked about this because you wouldn't have been able to tell that the Ravens put up 38 points by talking to Lamar at the postgame presser. You know, he seemed unimpressed, to be honest with you. That's just the demeanor that he had. And his big thing was wanting to make this consistent, not right. wanting this to be the one-off, you know. Right. Uh, and that, and I think that's what everybody's waiting for right now. I completely agree. And and, and that's probably because he has high expectations mm -hmm. of this offense and what, you know, he felt probably feels like this is something that they should have been doing essentially the entire season. And they just really didn't have an opportunity to do it. And, you know, I know people hate to hear this, but sometimes I do think that losses like the Steelers one is it kind of makes you look within and say, well, what do I do to do? be better. You know what I'm saying? And you just level up um, as a result. And sometimes you need those losses to kind of just check yourself and mm -hmm. say, I, I got to do better. I got to, you know, practice harder or be harder or just catch, you know, just pay more attention. Whatever it is that needed to be done to be better, you know, you could be better. It sucks that it's against a division opponent and it goes against your, you know, divisional record. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like good teams, you know, and even great teams um, use those losses as motivation to get better and be better. And I think that that's something that the Ravens had an opportunity to do. All right, Cordell. So it's time for Pats on the hat. I mean, there's probably a lot of guys. We could be mm -hmm. all day, but let's try to do three and three. I'll oh. let you start. Um, who is your first pat on the hat going to? Um, I'll go to Mark Andrews, uh, National Tight End Day. Um, and it seems like a lot of tight ends are going off in the NFL uh, this week conveniently. But Mark Andrews, four catches, 63 yards, two touchdowns. Um, really set the tone. I mean, we talked about this on this podcast when we were referring to um, the Ravens offense getting more consistent and especially getting over some of their recent red zone woes. Go back to the well. Go back to your best red zone threat, which is Mark Andrews. And they did that in this one. Mark Andrews was a beast. Um, and, you know, I, I think when I, I said Lamar set the tone, but Mark Andrews is another one, you know, when he's playing well, it, this offense feels 
confident. They feel like they have a shot when you have Lamar and Andrews and that, you know, that connection as on being as on point as it was in this one. I completely agree with you. So you mentioned um, Lamar. I'll go ahead and go with Lamar Jackson, 21 for 27, 77.8, which, like I said, when when you go to school, the teacher said after five, you rounded to the nearest one. So that's mm-hmm. 78% in my mind, completion <laughs> percentage uh, for 357 yards, four total touchdowns, passer rate, QBR, excuse me, of 155.8. And remember the, um, I think the perfect, rating is 158.3 mm-hmm. so he wasn't too far off from it Lamar was on fire okay this is the Lamar that you know I, I love the seeing this from him just because a couple of weeks ago you had national media talking that junk talking about oh was he worth the contract Lamar has always been worth the contract and more okay and today was the day that he absolutely showed up and showed out and um kept people quiet so it will be interesting to see um, how that gets talked about this week. But Lamar played phenomenally today, and we have to give him his flowers. So that's my first pat on the head. Who else you got? Yeah, um, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to give one to uh, Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy. Oh, my God. It's all good. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll leave him. I'll leave him for you. And no, I'll no, no. With- you already said it. I'll stick with Van Noy. I'll stick with the vet. You know, this is, this is what Van Noy's second, second or third game. Well, third maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been here long and it feels like every game that he's been a part of, he's made an impact, whether yep. it's pressures, whether it's sacks, he set in the, he has set the edge uh, great on, on, on that side of the ball. Um, is that Calvin so, Noy calling you now to let you? I, I, I don't. I don't. Thank it you. wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't. But he, you know, he. I'm sure he knows we're talking about him right now because we Clearly, won't be the only one. <laughs> we won't be the only one talking about him. But Calvin Noy, um, I, 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 you just can't say enough about him and his presence since he has joined this Ravens defense. He's been a big part of this pass rush that everybody has been questioning. As of late, and, you know, he was on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week talking about how he thought this Lions game would be, um, you know, their toughest test to this point. And, man, they they aced it in, with flying colors. Uh, I will stick to the defensive side of the ball, and I will go with Geno Stone. Um, Geno Stone, I believe, is at the moment at, at least – Either he's tied or is in the lead with four interceptions on the year. He has played so well in the place of Marcus Williams. And I just don't think we um, give him praise enough for what he's done. Um, Because I think, you know, a lot of people just kind of look at Gino like, oh, he's a backup guy. Um, But he has played exceptionally. And he, I'm glad that he is a guy that the Ravens have continued to um, keep on their roster that had faith in and that wanted to bring him back. Now he is only on a one-year deal this year. So I don't know uh, where this goes from here after this season, but let's not worry about that right now. As of right now, Geno Stone has played really great football. So I want to shout him out for his interception um, that puts him one more ahead in terms of NFL league-wide interceptions. Shout out to you, Geno. Who else you got? Yeah, I'm I'm going to give one to a unit. Um okay. and it'll be to the coaching staff. To, to, to All the, right. Oh. I'm, I'm going to give one to the coaches. They take a lot of heat. I'll start with Hards because he gets it the most. Um and you got to give him credit 
for getting his guys ready to play. They clearly were locked in. They were ready for this matchup, and they didn't give the Lions a, a single opportunity to really make anything of this game. They're coming back from London, uh, and you know, some he elected to not take he the elected bye. Elected to not take the bye. Yeah. Not only do they not get the bye, but then they come home to face a five and one Lions team. I mean, that could have really been a recipe for disaster. But you got to give Harbs credit because he didn't allow his team to kind of lose focus or use coming back from London as an excuse or anything like that. They were ready to go from the opening kickoff. I'm going to give one. Uh, I also want to shout out Todd Munkin. Excellent play calling. We got some um, creativity in the red zone. He broke tendency. I love that uh, touchdown run play from Lamar. That was great. I talked about some of the plays where Lamar's tucking the ball and, and rolling out like he's about to take off and then makes the throw down the field. I don't know if I can give Todd Munkin credit for that 80-yard uh, play to Gus Edwards. That, Gus Edwards, that may have to go to Lamar and Gus on that, but he's the coach. He'd have got flack if it didn't work, so I'll give him credit for it actually working for sure. But Todd Munkin, I thought he called a heck of a game in this one, continuing to keep the Lions on their toes, and it just seemed like the, not, the, the Lions could never figure out what the Ravens were ever doing out there defensively got to give a shout out to Mike McDonald completely shutting down this Lions offense, which has been on fire to this point. Jared Goff has looked really good. He hasn't been touched for the most part this year. They sack him five times. He looks like the Jared Goff that was playing for Jeff Fisher early in his <laughs> career, honestly. So credit to Mike McDonald getting his guys ready to play whatever the game plan he had. They executed it uh, to to a great degree. And uh, I'll even throw Chris Horton out there because you didn't get anything bad on the special teams in, in this yep. game. And it hasn't been many games this year that we could say that, um, that the special teams pretty much didn't have a disaster of a play at, at any point. So the coaching staff, they get a pat from me. Got to be objective because we have been critical at times yep. of this coaching staff, but we also like to give flowers um, when they are due. So shout out to the coaching staff. And uh, for me, I'll go with, um, you mentioned him, Gus Edwards. I mean, phenomenal. 14 carries, 64 yards, um, and a touchdown. And then the one reception for 80 yards. And, mm -hmm. and you and I agree with you. I don't think, I think that that was just some scripted stuff that they came up with. And look, man, I mean, Gus started off a little slow. And then just found a way to get involved in this game. And as of right now, Gus Edwards is absolutely the premier back for this team as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, he continues to get over, you know, four yards per carry on average. And then being involved in the pass game, which I love. I love when running backs mm -hmm. get involved in the passing game. It's my favorite thing. Give me more wheel routes. Give me more all of that stuff. Because we saw a double wheel route. I think that Zay Flowers dropped. Uh, well, well. Lamar didn't throw a great pass to Zay Flowers, but that was a double wheel. And I was just like, oh, give me more of that. I need more of that. I would love to see more of those types of things. So getting Gus involved in the passing game um, is just something that I love to see. So shout out to Gus for having the game that he has. We are on the bus, Gus. 
Mm-hmm. on the bus. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, our next episode, we'll talk more about this uh, win, this big win uh, of the Ravens. Curious, your thoughts on how many Lions fans were there? Were, was it a lot? Or was it, it felt just- like a lot. Okay. It, it did. I even just what when I arrived and I, you know, I'm walking through the parking lot. It it was a lot of Lions fans. And I'm just like, I guess they're all coming out out of hibernation, maybe now <laughs> with the Lions, you know, looking pretty good. But it, it was definitely eye opening to me it walking into the stadium. Um, and we do our pregame show from Horseshoe Casino, and it was a lot of Lions fans in there. But even when I got to the press box and I sat down. There's a lot of like gray, white, and blue in the crowd. I mean, it was obviously it was a purple, a lot of purple out there as well, but it was way more Lions fans than I had anticipated being at this game. Well, shout out to y'all, the blue wave for coming to Charm City. Thank you for spending your money. And sorry that you had to leave with a big route that you did, but too bad. So sad. Okay. We'll see you next time in four years. So uh, thank you all for listening. We'll talk more about this Lions Ravens game uh, in a couple of days. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.